Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to this edition of Veterans Corner Radio, information for and about veterans. For this podcast, host Bill Hodges has a conversation with Brigadier General Frederick Lopez, Commander-in-Chief of the MOWW, the Military Order of World Wars. General Lopez is the Commander-in-Chief of one of the premier veterans service organizations whose motto is, It is nobler to serve than be served. MOWW was founded at the suggestion of General of the Army's John J. Blackjack Pershing in 1919 to promote good citizenship, patriotic education, and military and public service. Hear how they're giving back to the country they love. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner. Remember, with every Veterans Corner, we ask you to have a paper and pencil ready, if at all possible. If you're driving, that makes it a little more difficult, but in any case, If there's anyone else in the room or in the house with you, have them listen in too. I have so many times a spouse will call me and say, I know my husband knew this, but I don't. And it's reversed. And sometimes where the husband will call, I know my wife heard this, but I didn't. So please, if there's someone else there, have them listen in with you. My guest today is Brigadier General Frederick Lopez, Marine Corps Brigadier General Frederick Lopez, with 31 years in the military, what a great time you must have had. And now that you're out of the military, or you know, I guess the general never really gets out of the military, correct? That's correct. We're still, we still serve. You are now the commander-in-chief of the Military Order of World Wars. And, you know, a lot of people know about the American Legion and even DAV and maybe MOAA. But this is an organization that kind of operates on the sidelines and does a lot of good, but doesn't get a lot of publicity on the things they do. Can you give us a little background on what MOWW is? Yeah, sure. Uh, we're a well-kept secret, as you just, just said. We're a veteran service organization, and our motto is, it's nobler to serve than be served. We were founded at the suggestion of the General of the Army's John J. Blackjack Pershing in 1919. Uh, to promote good citizenship, patriotic education, and military and public service. Uh, right after World War One, he wanted to get the officers together to remember their service. Excuse me, General, don't you predate the American Legion by at least some period of time? We uh, were established in, in approximately September of 1919. I think American Legion was also 1919, weren't they? I think it was a little after you, though, for some reason. Oh, were they? My good friend Jim Haney was bragging on the organization, and I think he told me that. Yeah, so uh, so G- General Pershing, you know, wanted officers to to remember their service in World War II or World War One, and then promote forward 
uh, the good things that they did and, and, and just remember the service of all their, their soldiers that served in that, uh, that terrible war. The purpose of our order is, is found in the nine tenets described in our preamble to our Constitution. Basically, our MOWW chapters provide opportunities to support and honor veterans of all ranks in service, conduct youth education. We recognize college ROTC and high school ROTC and scouting, both the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts for their achievements. We encourage and assist in holding and establishment of monuments and memorials. And we support and honor our law and order and first responders and we conduct national and homeland security programs to stay better informed across the nation, and we inculcate and stimulate the love of our country and our flag. A lot of different things that we do. Going back to each one of those, but first, who can be a member of your organization? Good, good question. We have right now uh, 6,595 uh, members in our organization, and they're called Companions. And eligibility is open to active duty, retired, and former commissioned or warrant officers of the Uniformed Services of the United States, the United States Navy, the United States Army, the Marine Corps, the Coast Guard, the U.S. Air Force, and now the U.S. Space Force. It also includes the United States Public Health Service and the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration. Family members who are directly related to eligible officers within two degrees of sanguinity, that is a spouse or a son or stepson, a daughter or stepsaughter, grandson or a granddaughter, are eligible to join as hereditary members. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so, so it's, it's, it's a nice uh, qualification. We've got what we call uh, perpetual members, and those, uh, those are members that have signed up for, uh, for a lifetime. And we honor that lifetime in that uh, after the, the member has passed away, that member uh, companion stays on our rolls. Oh. That way we continue to honor them and their service and what they did for us and remember them. Uh, so I said we've got uh, 6,595 uh, members across the board. Total on our roster, number over 18,000. Wow. As we remember those, uh, those perpetual members. I think that's kind of nice. You know, a lot of times people in an organization work very hard for a long time in an organization. They pass away and nobody knows they were even there. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I know in our chapter, we remember those. Uh, we pick a name and uh, we, we research them and make sure that everyone knows about them and we talk about them during uh, some of our, our chapter meetings. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. I think on certain ships, they still call the roll and remember people that were crew members. Yeah, yes, yeah, they do. That's, that's a very important thing to do is that, to remembering that, that service. Let's talk about the various aspects that you support, the uh, patriotic education. What do you do in that respect? Well, patriotic education, uh, uh, we, have, we conduct what's called uh, youth leadership conferences throughout the United States. And it's at no cost to the students uh, that, that attend. The students receive instruction on leadership in a free society, free enterprise concepts, principles of democracy, the Constitution and Bill of Rights, and civic responsibilities associated with preserving American rights and freedom. The students develop leadership, public speaking, and writing skills to make them better citizens and future, future leaders. This past year, 
Now, our operating year goes from 1 July uh, to 30 June. So 1 July of 2019 to 30 June 2020. Uh, even though uh, we we uh, ran into the, the uh, pandemic here about the March timeframe and had to suspend a number of those wild seas prior to that, we had conducted 21 wild seas with 646 students attending. Wow. So and and so and if we would have had that another four months that four months back, we would almost double those numbers. One of the things you mentioned there that I feel very very strongly about is that with every right comes an equal responsibility. And America, somehow or another, has gotten lost. We keep talking about rights, 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 and nobody wants to say anything about responsibility. So I'm glad to hear this organization is at least one of the organizations talking about your responsibilities of citizenship. Absolutely. It's extremely important to set that basis and foundation in our youth for moving forward. And I can personally attest to that since I've got a 14-year-old grandson who, uh, you know, is, is now of that age to be able to understand and move forward with those type of uh, those qualifications and understanding. It'll make a big impact on him listening to the things you have to say. You know, at the beginning, you may think, well, he's not paying attention. But 10 years from now, he'll think, huh, Grandpa said. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it'll dawn on him, you were right. Yes, yeah. He does. He's a, he's a great, great young kid, and uh, and I'm really proud of him and what he does. So, so that's that's our that's our youth leadership. Uh, youth leadership. We also honor in patriotication. We will con- we will conduct and attend Boy Scout meetings and, and Girl Scout meetings and talk to them about patriotism. We also honor an, an ROTC at the college level and junior ROTC, and we honor them by giving out uh, medals of achievement to ROTC and, and junior ROTC. And then for the Girl Scouts and uh, Gold Award and the Boy Scouts, Eagle Scout, we give out a certificate of achievement. And this past year we did almost 1,800 uh, Eagle Scout certificates and uh, about 650 gold, awards, gold award certificates and over 2,000 ROTC medals. Uh, even though we couldn't attend some of those ceremonies because of the pandemic, uh, we, we got the medals to them, and we made sure that, that they were awarded. My grandson, by marriage, just graduated from OCS, and I wanted to be there so bad. Oh, I can't understand. And, you know, they didn't let anybody come. They did have uh, the video where you could watch it, but it wasn't the same as being there and seeing him walk across that stage and become an officer in the United States Army. Wow. Yeah, you must be very proud of him. That's terrific. I'm proud of both he and his wife. My granddaughter served for five years and is now a language translator. In fact, she was a Russian translator in the military and then went right to work again for a contractor immediately upon getting out. Just fabulous. The opportunities for young people in the military, somehow or another, nobody really knows what those are. And as much as we try, there's lots of opportunities for young people in the military. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree with you 100%. I, you know, I wouldn't be uh, uh, where I am today, a, a civilian, without that, without that good military and Marine training. It, it, uh, it helped me uh, so substantially. Homeland Security is another aspect of what this organization is involved with, correct? That's correct. Yes. Yeah, we emphasize uh, national security, homeland security. We have uh, seminars. Uh, we we bring in speakers to talk about that to our chapters and chapter members just 
to make uh, make sure we've got they've got the awareness and and then find out what support we can uh, we can provide. So that's very important that we uh, do that. Actually, as my friend Jim Haney explained it, many times it's individual members of the chapter that go out and work with a particular group. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, in uh, emergency uh, preparedness, uh, emergency relief, uh, that, you know that type of thing. And uh, we, we've got uh, a number of number of uh, first responders in mod order that are in our in our uh, chapters. So that's uh, a good that's a good meld of uh, of abilities. What would you tell a young person if they were thinking about a career in the military after 31 years yourself? What would you tell them? I would tell them if they want to learn uh, leadership, if they want to learn what it means to be a, a member of a team, if they want to be challenged, both physically and mentally, if they want to give back to their country, what the country has given them, then they should consider joining the military. It's a very, uh, very distinct few that do, and those uh, will never forget their service and will be honored uh, continuously until the day they pass away. You know, I, I think being a member of the military, when you, I, I'm going to use the term graduate, because some of us only served four years, some of us, like yourself, went on to 31 years. But when you graduate, you're still a part of that fraternity forever. Forever, absolutely. And it's amazing. It really it is. is. It is. And especially in the Marine Corps, we're so small that uh, we, we tend to know, uh, you know, just about everybody. And what's really great is the common experiences that you share when you meet someone who is in the military. And when you talk to an Air Force uh, airman or officer or Navy uh, commander or a seaman, you know, you talk about uh, boot camp. You talk about... Uh, what you did on deployments. You talk about Liberty, Liberty ports. I mean, so many great things, so many great things and, and, and uh, memories. It's just terrific. We're down to the last minute or so, and I'd really love to talk to you much longer, but I'm sure there's one or two more things that you need to tell me about MOWW, Military Order of World Wars. And my guest today is General Lopez, who's been 31 years in the U.S. Marine Corps. And it's still a Marine. You never get out of being a Marine. Never, never happened. That's my first first title. That's correct. Is there anything you'd like to share? Yeah, a couple couple things. We uh, we have 81 chapters in uh, 34 states and the territory of Puerto Rico. And those states where we don't have chapters, we're looking to expand, uh, always expand into those into those uh, those states. Uh, if you want to hear more, learn more about uh, the military or the world wars, we have a, a great website called MOWW.org, and you can get on there and you can find out about MOWW. You can look up where chapters are at, uh, where they're located, and it will give you contact information in case uh, uh, you, you think you're eligible and you might want to join. And I encourage everybody to, uh, to do that and, and participate and be a, be a companion with us. General Lopez, we've run out of time, but I want to thank you so much for taking time. You're out in California, so this is an early broadcast for you. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. your getting up after having been on a broadcast last night. I really appreciate it. I hope one of these days you'll come back, and if you come out here to the Midwest, I'd love to have you come and visit our chapter out here because I know Jim Maney would be just thrilled. Wonderful, Bill. Thank you so much for having me.
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Bill Hodges. This has been Veterans Corner with my guest, Brigadier General Frederick Lopez, U.S. Marine Corps, 31-year veteran and commander of the Military Order of World Wars. You're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourself so often because you are, you know. We'll see you on the next Veterans Corner. You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Here's a quick final thought. If you're enjoying these podcasts, why not take a minute to subscribe or mark Veterans Corner Radio as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be set to be among the first to find out when new podcasts are published. And thanks again for listening to Veterans Corner Radio.